Hello, and thank you for joining me for Choosing Happily Ever After. When I started this podcast, my motivation was simple. I wanted to encourage people and maybe bring some practical help into people's lives. As I look back in my life, I can see some marked relationships that have brought just what I needed at just the right time. You know, before I became a mom, I got to be friends with somebody who had already walked a similar road as the one I was preparing to go down. And she just let me come into her family and just soak up the experience of what it was like for her and learn and grow from her. Um, You know, when I look back in other seasons of my life, I see people who have brought comfort into my life at the right time, who have brought encouragement in my faith, and some that have just brought, you know, an extreme amount of fun (laughs) and joy into my life as well. I'm sure when you look back in your life, you can see similar uh, people that have impacted your life in positive ways. So, so my podcast was my attempt to do this for other people. Um, but this season, I am going to change focus just a little bit. We're still going to be bringing encouragement, but now I'm going to be bringing you encouragement through the lives of people that I know and that have inspired and encouraged me, brought joy into my life. And so I want to introduce to you a new um, summer series for Choosing Happily Ever After, and we're calling it Conversations with Friends. My first podcast that I am uh, doing in this new format is with one of my most favorite people in the world. It is Victoria Norris. She is our worship director at the House Church, and if you have gotten to know her, either close up or from afar, she has already brought joy into your life. (laughs) I know this because it's impossible for her not to. She is quite simply a delight to be around. What we didn't realize when we recorded our podcast was that soon Victoria was going to be facing a challenge. Um, because it wasn't too many weeks after our session that she actually fell and uh, had a serious injury occur in her leg and ended up in surgery and is still in the midst of recovering right now. So I share that with you to let you know, first of all, please pray for her and for that process to go smoothly. But also because the topic that Victoria and I explored in our conversation together was about joy and about being able to have joy in every season and circumstance. And I can tell you with amazement, although I knew this would be true, (laughs) but she has chosen joy even in the midst of her current circumstances. She is truly an inspiration. The life that she carries, the glow that she gets from heaven, the intimate connection that she carries with her father has just overflowed (laughs) from her heart into the lives of people around her. And so I hope that this podcast will encourage you today, that you will find joy in it, that you will be inspired, and that it will bring joy into your daily life in greater measure. So thank you for joining me. Be sure to come back each month. We're going to be highlighting somebody different. And and each time you are going to be inspired, encouraged, and walk away better because of it. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Um, I want to welcome you to something new that we are doing, and I have had it on my heart for a little while to 
share with you some of the incredible people that I get the joy of having in my life. And so we are starting a new podcast, well, a new version um, of this podcast. We'll be doing some special episodes for you that we're calling Conversations with Friends. And so um, it's my great joy to do the first one with Victoria Norris. Yay! Um, and I am going to just ask her to share a little bit about herself for those of you that haven't had the joy of meeting her yet. Yes. Well, you know my name now. I'm Victoria, <laughs> and I am in my late 20s, soon to be 29 here in May. <laughs> and I am married. I've been married for almost five years, and we have two dogs that we are absolutely obsessed with. They're our world right now. And I also have the privilege and honor of working at the house church as the worship director. It's been so fulfilling and purposeful. I love it. So in a fun season of life. Yay. Yeah. It's been a great joy to have you. Mm, thank you. Um, so now that you've introduced yourself, I get a turn to introduce you mm. as well. <laughs> um, and when I was thinking about you, um, I actually, I'm going to cheat and read something just for a moment, but I made a list of words that described you mm. in my mind. I actually had to stop myself because it was getting so long that I was Aww. like, I can't, I can't keep doing this. But, um, but so I'm going to read my list. I would say that you, Victoria, are full of life. You're beautiful. You're faithful. You're fun. You're fun to laugh with. You're passionate. You're pure hearted. I'm a true worshiper. You're sincere and authentic. You're mature in your faith. You are um, a lover of God and people. And truly, you are one of my very favorite people in the world. Mm. <laughs> so when I decided to do this podcast, um, I knew immediately that I wanted you to be the first person mm. to do it with me. So wow. I can't, I was trying to remember. When you first came to the house, how long you've been here? Yeah, so I've been at the church. It's eight years, actually, this wow. year, like right around this time. Well, yeah, so I've had the opportunity to watch you grow a little bit mm -hmm. and, um, you know, before you were married to now, and it's been such a joy mm -hmm. to see um, just all that the Lord's done in your life. So when I was thinking about having you on the podcast, the next thing was, well, what topic are we going to do? because there were quite a few, I think, that we could have done. Mm -hmm. But what I kept coming back to was that you carry so much life and joy. Mm -hmm. Like, I have never experienced you, even in moments of grief mm -hmm. or times when you've been walking through things that have been difficult. I have never experienced you not filled with light mm -hmm. and not filled with joy. And I always walk away better after I have encountered you, mm. even as just briefly, mm. um, even if we're just like having a, a football fight, like it's just <laughs> <laughs> which happens frequently. <laughs> um, but it's always you always make my life better just being yeah. able to wow. be around you. Wow. Um, and so I want to focus a little bit today because if people know you and know you from a distance, they might think that you are such a joyful person because your life has been easy. Mm. And that is not actually the case. So we don't have to, you know, go into great detail, whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. But I was just hoping you could share maybe a little bit of your backstory yeah. um, with people. Yeah, happy to. So, 
Yeah, there's obviously we each have our own stories and there's quite a bit of content of journey that I've experienced in my life. But I think the theme has been hardship and surprise, (laughs) you know, but Mm -hmm. uh, it's led to an incredible place of intimacy with the Lord over my, you know, years of walking with him. But obviously, you know, I, I think the first thing that happened that was just a surprise for me as a little girl was like my parents getting a divorce and we were in a yeah. Christian home. So at the time that was a huge surprise of why would a marriage be ending, you know, after 17 years and trying to wrap my head around that and feeling that stark contrast in my heart of my whole world is shaken, yeah. <laughs> you know, and this is a hardship right now and not knowing where to turn. And it was in that moment that the Lord had revealed himself to me um, as a father and as a steadfast place that I could trust and run to even when my parents weren't there or connected in marriage anymore. And so I just look back with fondness, even in that time of pain. Um, Fast forward a few years and another (laughs) surprise was me getting cancer, which um, was life-threatening, fourth stage, and uh, the whole shebang, you know, of walking through 15 surgeries and having intense chemo and radiation and Um, I was a little girl. I was nine years old and being told that I had a 20% chance to live. So again, surprise and hardship. And I'm also thankful for that time. That might sound crazy, but I'm thankful for the encounters that I had where Jesus was so real to me. I remember feeling pain as the doctors are prodding, you know, my arms with needles and my father praying over me. Um, in tongues, my earthly dad praying over me in, in his spiritual language. And I just felt the presence of Jesus come into that room yeah. and flood my body with peace. And, you know, moments of experiencing supernatural healing where I had this huge leg surgery, removing this tumor and also removing a, a muscle with it, the biggest muscle in my body, you know, being told I'd never walk again without yeah. that muscle. And just having a moment in my living room with my mom, feeling the Holy Spirit come over me. And it filled me with courage where I was like, I just know that I know that I can walk without this muscle and without this brace. And it was totally opposite from what the doctors had said. She timidly said, why don't you try? You know, okay, we'll give it a shot. And I stood up and I walked across the living room floor and it was totally the Holy Spirit that gave me that strength and that courage to be able to walk. So again, hardship and surprise, but I met with Jesus in that. I met with the Father, and I met with Holy Spirit in those moments. And I think a really pivotal time for me, just to fast forward a few more years, was actually the the death of my father. My dad passed away when I was a teenager. Uh, that was a huge loss. We had shared a birthday. We I was just daddy's girl to a T. Excuse me. So there was a lot of pain and grieving the surprise of his death. You know, he died tragically in a motorcycle accident. And, you know, I'm young and can't wrap my head around the fact that he's not here anymore. And so I'll never forget the moment. (laughs) You know, it was just a year and a half later where I just felt so bitter towards the Lord. It was just the one time in my life I couldn't trust him because it was too painful. And I felt him completely transform my heart in an encounter with his love where he took out what I felt like became a stony and stubborn heart and he replaced it with a tender heart. And I just felt like liquid waves of his love crashing over my whole body, my mind, my spirit. And I like came out of this encounter and I jumped on my feet and I had this joy (laughs) 
it was like this marking and piercing joy in my heart that has not left. And it truly came from the father's love in that moment. So those are just a few stories of hardship, surprise that have led to love and truly experiencing joy. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, You know, we have good friends in California, David and Deb Crone, Mm -hmm. who walked through the death, the unexpected death of their daughter as an adult and, you know, some things after that with her family. But the day that she passed away, um, she actually passed away in Deb's arms in their garage. And, you know, they got her to the hospital and they were leaving the hospital. And Deb looked at Dave and she said, I'm not going to live mad. Like, I'm not going to live sad. I'm not going to be bitter. Like, she made this declaration that that she wasn't going to allow this to dictate the way the rest of their life was going to go. And they have, you know, they inspired me all the time, but I know they've inspired so many people because one of the main messages they carry is hope. Yeah. Um, And that comes out of this time, this, you know, a time that they still honestly, you know, are not making sense of, but grieving, you know, because you continue to grieve (laughs) forever when there's somebody that's missing But so as you were talking, it was reminding me of that. And so your encounter with the Lord was different. But have you found, like, have you found yourself having to make a similar declaration ever? Like, how do you come back when you face moments of despair or trials? Because certainly you've continued to have those in your life since that time. Have you had to, how do you, how do you keep that joy? Or is it something that has just since that encounter with the Lord just been a constant. Yeah. No, there's a few things I'd say that I keep myself just in front of me or keep reminding myself of. And one, it's like, honestly, life is short. I think that's something I've experienced from a very young age is like our days are numbered. We're not promised tomorrow. And just keeping that perspective of, wow, I'm going to choose to live a life of joy. Like today I'm going to find like in my present day, what can I be thankful for? And as I stir that up, it, brings joy it brings clarity it brings perspective and another piece of that is like honestly worship has been such a huge part of my life not just singing on a stage but the way that I you know commune with my husband and treat people and live every day an awareness of his worth lifting my eyes and seeing Jesus and exalting him in my heart has really produced this fruit of anything is possible there's a lightheartedness in his presence there's fullness of joy (laughs) you can't look at him and not walk away feeling happy because he's a happy God. So like all of those things are are just practices. I feel like it's just reminding myself life is short to not be so stuck on, you know, the thing that's right in front of me that might be a little hard, but to see beyond that and knowing that he's faithful and then he's worthy. And in that place, I feel joy as a response. Yeah. 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 That's good. So you've been able to share, you know, some of the harder parts of your life. And I was just wondering if you would be willing to share like a couple of your testimonies, like Mm -hmm. obviously intertwined with your story, God's goodness Mm -hmm. was there and you had, you know, the miraculous healing, you're walking. I see you dancing in worship, (laughs) which (laughs) definitely you have movement. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, But I was just wondering if you had any other fun, just like God's stories of his goodness Mm -hmm. to share with people that were readily coming Mm -hmm. to mind too. Yeah, man, 
God's stories of his goodness. My relationship with my husband, I'd say, is is a big one. Just actually from experiencing my parents' divorce, I had no intention of getting married. That was not yeah. something I desired even. I wanted to be single till I was 40 so I could Me do too. missions. <laughs> Look at that. It's not how it went, huh? No. <laughs> and um, I actually, when I came to the school of ministry— so when I came to the house, actually, first, the, the Lord promised, like, just two things really clearly. One, I was going to be a part of worship here. And two, that he was going to heal my heart of my fear of intimacy. Mm-hmm. And so I just took the journey of going through the school of ministry and just really was identity-based. Yeah, yeah. But spoke by spoke, I felt like my heart at the time had been kind of wrapped in barbed wire of just not letting anyone in yeah. for real, like, authentically. And I just felt like the Lord just removed spoke by spoke as he solidified my identity that I was worthy of receiving love and giving love intimately. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. right at the end of the school year, I heard him say, he said, you're ready. And I said, no, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I, it was only like five months later, honestly, when I met my now husband. And at the time he was highlighted to me. I thought he was super cute. The Lord had said, that's him. It was very specific stuff. And I still, at the time, just kind of kept shelving it. Three months later, he ended up asking me out. Then we went on a year and a half journey of courting and dating and got engaged, and now we're married. And so just to see the faithfulness of the Lord, like restoring my heart of intimacy, not being afraid of love, risking it is worth it. Like there's just, yeah, goodness is on display in our marriage continually. And we have an awesome marriage. Not perfect by any means, but we feel such fruit and life Mm -hmm. in our marriage because of what we walked through in dating too. Yeah. So yeah, and if you haven't ever seen them together, they are the cutest. Oh, <laughs> you're so sweet. Just you guys are genuinely <laughs> kind and loving. Like you can tell, you you prioritize your love for each other and your relationship, and it shows. So yeah. it's it's really fun to see. It helps that he's nicer than me. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what Jamie says too yeah, right. about me. <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe we'll edit that part. (laughs) Funny. So you mentioned you used the word authentically when you were just talking, Mm -hmm. and I was thinking um, just because you you are a very authentic person. Mm. Like I have never known you to put on airs or pretend. Yeah, and I appreciate that about you so much. I feel like that's one of the reasons that you are so amazing as a worship leader because Mm. you are bringing people into an experience that you're authentically having and something you cultivate Mm. with the Lord. Um, But I was just wondering about the connection possibly between being able to be authentic in your life and your relationship with the Lord and being able to carry joy. Mm. And I didn't know if you saw any connection to those two things in your life or if there's been a journey for you Mm. to be able to be authentic and comfortable with like who you are. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think we always have opportunities to choose to put on face or to truly be who we are. And honestly, I can attribute a lot of this to my parents raising us to just Mm -hmm. fully be ourselves, like fully be weird, (laughs) be you, be unique, you know, like who you are is enough. That was a message that was reiterated to me as a kid. And so I grew up believing that. Yeah. And there's yeah. this confidence that comes with that. And um, ultimately I think it's been checking in with the Lord as well. Cause there's times where I have insecurity as everyone does. Yeah, sure. But at the end of the day, I know I'm supposed to hear my father's voice yeah. 
on who I am and what he thinks about me. And when I hear that, I hear him tell me who I am and it propels me to be authentic with everyone because I know there's only one Victoria and I'm supposed to be myself as there's one, you know, Nicole. And I also really value getting realness from others. So Mm -hmm. it would be discounted for me to not give that in return if that's something I'm looking for in relationships as well. I think real attracts real. And it also inspires other people to be themselves you know authenticity is contagious Mm -hmm. same with vulnerability but yeah so I'd Mm -hmm. say it comes down to hearing the my father's voice on just who I am you know because I don't want to be someone else when I hear who I am in his you know eyes yeah that's good in that same vein I've always known you as Victoria Mm -hmm. but People come that have known you before, yes. <laughs> like I've known you for a long time, and they use a different name for you. <laughs> yes, they use my nickname, uh-huh. which growing up was Tori, T-O-R-I, and um, that was just a nickname my parents, right after birth, they're like, you know, we, we're going to name her Victoria, but she looks like a Tori. <laughs> and so just yeah. easier to say I was Tori for, you know, 21 years of my life, mm-hmm. and then it was actually that year on my birthday, I felt like the Lord had said, you know, your name was Victoria for a reason because you're victorious in me. And I want you to actually own the fact that you're victorious. And just looking yeah. back on my life and all the ways that he's helped me overcome, mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't not be Victoria now. <laughs> so I make an every intention and effort to either correct those who once called me Tori or introduce yeah. myself as Victoria. And then um, my husband calls me V. And that's been just a popular yeah. popular nickname that's gone around. <laughs> I do use that as well. Yep. It's easy. <laughs> V for victory. V for victory. Yes, totally. Yeah. Totally. So that was obviously a conscious decision, and it was because of the Lord's declaration over you. What would you say to somebody who hasn't ever encountered who they are through the Lord's voice before? Mm -hmm. Like, how would you go about that process? Wow, that's a really good question. Man, that's hard to translate encounter. (laughs) Um. Honestly, for me, like journaling was a really big thing Mm -hmm. of just getting out my thoughts, my process from my current human state, writing it out and not hiding anything in that process of bearing it all. Pausing, taking a moment, maybe flipping through scripture. Psalms are always really encouraging about who the Lord is. And Psalm 139 is so specific and detailed about how important we are to him and how loved and known we are by him. So maybe meditating on those truths in scripture and writing those out in response to your current process, kind of truth declaring over your current reality, you know? Yeah. And from that place, asking, like just praying, like, Lord, will you show me who I am to you? You know, and he will, whether it's a picture or a word or a prompting in your heart, like he's going to reveal that to you. And then to just be present in that moment, to let that sink into your heart. I think it's just taking time in his presence. And it's okay to go back, even if you're driving in the car, to just stop and say, Lord, who am I to you again? You know, if you forget, to just presently ask that question. Yeah, I had um, at our church in North Carolina, our pastor talked about hearing who the Lord called him. And he kind of led us through this little exercise of just like pausing, you know, asking the Lord, who am I to you? What do you call me? And listening. And I remember that the Lord said to me, champion, you're a champion. And at the time, because it matched some of the stories that I had been hearing, you know, and 
of people's, their own encounters with the Lord. And, and Jamie had something, I don't remember if it was exactly the same or it was similar. And at the time I remember kind of discounting it mm-hmm. because I thought, well, like, did I really hear that? That's just what I've been, these are the stories I've been hearing, you know? And, um, and then later I was in a situation where I was facing something difficult and I was thinking, I can't do this. Like, I do not have the strength to do this. And the Lord said, remember, you're my champion. Come on. (laughs) And it totally made me go, oh, like, I, like, it changed my whole perspective on the Mm. circumstance. I'm a champion. Like, Mm. I was created. So good. To overcome. Like, this is who I am. And it was amazing to me because it was so easy for me to discount it. Yeah. Right. As not really being the Lord or not being, you right. know, significant. And I just, I think it's so easy to discount the Lord's voice, especially yeah. when he's speaking to us yeah. about those things. So it is so powerful, you know, and, and I think of scripture and how the Lord would encounter people and change their names. Yeah. You know, wow. and so their identity would go from this to this because, because yeah. God gave them a promise. And it was always a foretelling of who they were going to be more than who they actually were in that moment. But so I just think like it's it's so amazing how the Lord will do that with us. Mm-hmm. And I know mm-hmm. we've you know gone a little bit off topic, but I really do think that authenticity and joy mm-hmm. and being able to just be filled with the life of heaven, the light of heaven, they're all so intertwined in my mind. And so I just, Mm. I wanted to also give you an opportunity because as you've talked about kind of your recent life, you know, you became uh, not just a worship leader, you started, you know, in that place, but then you're also the worship director Mm -hmm. at the house, which has you know, caused you to have to move into a different gear of leadership yeah. and grow in that way. You mentioned how you've been married you know, in recent past in your life. And all of those things like change, even good change is hard yeah. because it can shake who we think we are. It can shake like our confidence because we're having to grow in new skills and it just it's upheaval in our life. Yeah. So how in the midst of that do you stay connected to who you are? Do you stay connected to the joy of the Lord? Do you continue moving forward in faith yeah. without getting overwhelmed yeah. by the change? Yeah. Uh, staying thankful is the thing that comes to mind right away, you know, because there's a lot of challenges that come with being in leadership and yeah. and helping people in their own journeys and, you know, sometimes questioning, am I qualified? Am I able to do this? And continually reminding myself like this isn't in my strength. It's the Lord who's positioned me for a reason. And Lord, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. And as as soon as I I can just turn my heart in thankfulness, I see the situation rightly. I see people more clearly. And also celebration has been a big thing. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, even being in a season of of longing for just to be transparent, longing to be a mom you know, longing to have kids. That's been a journey my husband and I have been on for nearing four years. You know, it's been a journey and just staying thankful, celebrating what he's given us and the time that he's given us. And also just hearing again, I keep going back to this, but hearing his voice on it has been such a key. Like even from the start, that first month, just to be a little vulnerable, that first month when the, the pregnancy test was negative, 
and we weren't pregnant after trying for one month, I just took it to the Lord. Jesus, what do you say about this? And so clearly I heard him say, this one's not about your ability. It's about my timing. And so month to month to month to month of not seeing it and not experiencing the thing that we're longing for, we're able to point back to that word and say, actually, it's not about our ability. It's about his timing. And we can just rest in that and trust in that. Good. And then joy comes out of that. And I found that sharing this with other people like connects, you know, yeah. you to other people's stories yeah. and it encourages you. And so, yes, I know that was a little off topic from the question that you had asked, but I just think that's a key there of just staying thankful and yeah. Yeah. and celebrating the season and and ultimately, yeah, reminding yourself that that he's got it. <laughs> he's yeah. got it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I always think if my life is too comfortable, I must be missing what he's doing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> because I've never actually followed him and stayed yeah. comfortable. Right. You know, and I always like I joke about it, but I'm also dead serious. Every time I feel like I figure my life out, you know, like, oh, I could just coast for a little bit now, <laughs> you know, right then something changes because yeah. we're not really created to coast. And that's just not how life works. People change, seasons change, you know, and so really life is a constant process. And I feel like Mm. if you can't come to peace with that, that it actually does steal joy. And so I love that, that you said that about, it's not about your ability, but it's about my timing. Yeah. Because I feel like that is so true in so many areas of life. Yes. And also that sometimes... You know, the timing thing where I feel like there's been times in my life where the Lord's saying, now it's time, but you're not ready Wow! (laughs) because you didn't stay present in your current moment. Wow. Like, so you missed the lessons that I was teaching you to prepare you for this moment. So, um, so staying current in your season, like, I just love that. And I think you do that so well. Mm, Like I, I love to watch, um, so Victoria will spend time with my kids and love them. It's <laughs> it's amazing because you fully engage all of them. Hmm. You know, our oldest is 19. Our youngest is three. So there's quite an age range there. And you fully embrace all of them and you don't like dumb it down for mm-hmm. any of them. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that is a testament, obviously, to who you are and your caring nature, but also your ability to just be fully present in the moment mm-hmm. and not miss out because you're distracted mm. about anything else. You're yeah. just like yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and I think that translates also when you worship, mm. like, you know, I love, like we are so spoiled at the house having Victoria over our worship department. Um, we have so many talented people, but you know, you stewarding it the way that you do and when you're worshiping, being present with the Lord, like it's so amazing because it it really does do something in the room that wow. allows people to be present with the Lord too. And so my mm. question for you is, wow. do you have to work towards that? Like, mm. you know, do you have tricks? Mm-hmm. Are there things that would distract you or steal you away oh, from man. those moments? Oh, and I have so and much. what do you do? Okay. <laughs> I have so much I can say about that. Um, before I ever became a worship leader at the house church, right at the start of auditions, 
super scared out of my mind, was scared to be on a stage, was scared to sing in front of anyone. And I so clearly heard the Lord just tell me and reassure me, like, you're just singing to one. This is just about, you know, you and me. Like, there was just this, you just have to look at me and all the other faces are going to fade away. There's no reason to be afraid of what people think of you because I love every sound you make. And there was just this, and, you know, I have to process that time and time again, like, because you can get in your head as a worship leader and, You walk off the stage thinking, man, did I give it my all? Did people encounter him? Like that's a, there's some weight associated with that. Like you want it to be a good experience for people and you don't want to be a distraction, but you want to be authentic. There's a lot, there's a lot of dynamics there. And time and time again, it's getting on my face and surrendering it to the Lord saying, this was all for you. I know you delight in my worship and thank you for the opportunity to do it. You know? So there's that piece. Um, also, just like the art of surrender, <laughs> when I said that word, it just sparked like this memory of uh, one of my favorite worship songs, which is All is for Your Glory. And in the bridge, it talks about put me anywhere. Yeah. Just put your yeah. glory in me. I'll mm-hmm. serve anywhere. Just let me see your beauty. And like, what a heart cry to surrender to the Lord continually yeah. in your daily life and in worship. And then at the end, there's a fun tag that it explodes into, and it's my God, my joy, my delight. And just that connection of his joy, him being our joy, came from the place of surrendering everything to him. I'll serve anywhere. I just need to see your beauty. I just want to be intimate with you. And then, boom, he's my God, my joy, my delight, you know. And so just on and off the stage, just keeping that perspective of, like, Lord, I just want to worship. I just want to see you. All I need is your presence. Even in this baby journey, it's been surrendering it time and time again, saying, if this never happens, that's not in a lack of faith. But Lord, if this never happens and I have you, I have everything. You're my joy. You're my source. You're my strength, you know. So just keeping that heart of surrender continually, I would say, has been the biggest trick of all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it produces joy that lasts. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a daily thing. Daily. I, yeah. I love that because I think sometimes we do something once and then we think we've de- like we did it, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and like with the Lord, it's keeping it fresh every day. Yes. And surrendering every day and going to him to be our portion. Yes. You know, I've been um, recently feel like I'm talking about this everywhere, but it's been so impactful because I've been at night um, with our three youngest praying the Lord's Prayer. Mm. And it was something yeah. I did with our older kids. And then, you know, it just kind of fell off. And I mean, we prayed with them, but it just wasn't the Lord's Prayer. And I don't even remember what sparked it. Um, but we we start by we all go around and say what we're thankful for. And the lists get pretty long. Like I have to stop myself sometimes from being like, OK, <laughs> like we're trying <laughs> to go to bed. But we say what we're thankful for. And then we go into the Lord's prayer. We use our own words. But where we thank the Lord for providing for us every day, we thank him for forgiving us. We forgive oh, wow. other people. Yeah. You know, we ask him to protect us and to guide us and. And one of the reasons it's been so impactful, I think, is because it reduces life down to every day. Lord, you're going to provide for me today. Thank you that you did provide everything I needed today. And I'm trusting that you're going to do that tomorrow, too. Oh, that's so good. Thank you that you forgave me for everything I did wrong today. (laughs) 
And I'm keeping short accounts and I'm releasing everybody right now and releasing grace. I'm not holding anyone's sin against them. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's just, it, it reduces everything to a day. And I have found mm. that it has increased my joy so much to the, and my trust, you know, like mm. Jamie and I recently had our credit card information stolen, which is a bummer. Mm. Wow. <laughs> and we discovered it because somebody had been using our credit card, you know, and so then we're going through that process and we have to get it replaced and whatever. Mm. And in that moment, it's a little thing, but it's also big because there's quite a few charges and right. we're hoping the bank's going to take care of it, but not knowing for sure. And, you know, we're having to go through our bills that are pay it automatically with our credit card and redo it. You know, like there's just hassle with it. And in the whole scheme of life, it's not a big deal, but it's a big deal to us. And I remember that right away when I found it out, I went, you know what? The Lord's got this. He'll provide. Like even if yeah. we have to pay yeah. the charges, he's going to provide for it. Yeah. You know, and I realized, oh, that's a result of of this exercise of saying the Lord's prayer every day wow. and how much, you know, not worrying about the future or trying to figure stuff out, but staying present in the moment really has given an increased peace and joy hmm. in our lives. And so I just think that's so awesome good. because I feel like that is how you live. And I know our time is starting to wind down. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to give you an opportunity. We've kind of covered this already. You know, your personality, you're a seven. <laughs> if you don't know what that means, it's okay. <laughs> life of the party. <laughs> but you are the life of the party. <laughs> B and I are actually both sevens. I think it comes out a little bit differently in totally. both of us. But it, so you are naturally so much fun to be around. Um, and I think you people just gravitate towards you, but it isn't just your natural wiring. It is definitely how you have cultivated the atmosphere of heaven inside of you mm. and that you continue to do that. Because from the moment I met you, you know, I loved you when I first met you because mm. I don't think you can meet her and not love her, honestly. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, <laughs> oh well, it's true. but But the depth of your character who you are today and the way you carry the Lord's presence mm. has definitely grown yeah. since yeah. I first met you. Um, and so, so it isn't just your natural wiring. It's actually that you have, you have made it a priority to cultivate heaven yeah. in your life, to cultivate yeah. intimacy with the Lord, to, to do these things that we've talked about. But so I guess just as we're kind of coming to a close, like, are there any parting shots of, like, words of wisdom? Mm. You know, some people mm. have are wired differently. Like, you seem a little more naturally optimistic. I don't know if that's true or totally if it's something true. that yeah. you've cultivated. But that's not how everybody's wired. Yeah. So some yeah. people have to work maybe even a little harder to cultivate the joy and peace in daily life mm -hmm. because they're overcoming some of that. So do you have any parting shots of the keys, mm -hmm. even ones maybe you've already mentioned, yeah. of how do you live life with joy and yeah. hope totally. every day? Totally. So I've said it three times now. Stay thankful. <laughs> you can yeah. find something to be thankful for every single day that cultivates joy in your heart. Get in his presence whether it's through worship or reading or journaling or just having a conversation in the car, get in his presence and just see 
the Lord. Just imagine yourself picturing Jesus himself, Father God, on the throne. And when you see his face, you see that he's not worried. He's over it all. He sees the end from the beginning. And in that moment, it brings you joy because there's joy in his presence. But it also gives you perspective on your situation that it's not over, that he's in control, that he's not worried, and you can trust him. Um, I'd say surrender is a huge part of joy as well. The art of like letting go to something that maybe you're holding so tightly to that's yeah. causing worry, yeah. that's causing anxiety or stress. It's the willingness to let it go, yeah. to surrender it and say, Jesus, you're my portion and I trust yeah. you. Yeah. That cultivates joy. Also like watching a funny movie yeah, <laughs> or yeah. a funny TV show or a funny podcast, like trying to find things that are going to maybe make you laugh. Yeah. And have fun with the people that you're maybe in community with or your spouse. Find reasons to laugh. La- life is way more fun when you're laughing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> At work, I try to bop around the offices and just laugh with people just yeah. as a little like workday break. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to laugh a little bit today, you know, and it just makes the day go by quicker yeah. and you find yourself more present. And so those are just a few keys. Yeah. 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 So I'm glad you mentioned the movies because last thing. What are some things that give you joy that mm. they don't have to be spiritual, yeah. but, um, Oh, the Minnesota yeah. wild and the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> I love sports. I yeah. love sports. So even when they lose, <laughs> she gets joy from them. And I love that because it's about the passion <laughs> and the love for something, you yeah. know? Oh um, yeah. And being oh, yeah. able to enjoy it beyond like the moment. I love that. I mean, the pain of them losing is so real, but the joy of them winning is even yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. So rooting for sports mm-hmm. teams has just been like such a joy for my husband and I. I mean, it's yeah, it's just a fun mental break mm-hmm. too. And you can just cheer for someone outside of yourself yeah. and it's communal. So I love watching sports and rooting for Minnesota teams for sure. I mentioned movies, you know, TV shows, my husband and I even just like making fun of each other. I'm not sure if that's good <laughs> advice, but just even, like not taking things too seriously has yeah. been a key for us yeah. in our marriage of just mm-hmm. finding different ways to poke and wrestle. I mean, <laughs> whatever <laughs> happens, happens. But there's just these moments of like just joy that brings such life into yeah. our marriage. Yeah. You know, when you can yeah. just it's not about mentally checking out, but find something else to enjoy yeah. that's maybe not super spiritual or super deep or super heavy. So that's yeah. been helpful. No, that's that's good. I think that a lot of times when we are trying to be spiritually minded, we separate ourselves from little yeah. joys of life yeah. because somehow we feel like they're not important. But God created us to enjoy life. Yes. And to yes. laugh. And there really is no divide between the secular and the spiritual because God's with us in all of it. Truly. So, um, yeah. So I love that, and I love you, and mm-hmm. I'm so thankful that you joined me today. If someone is interested in connecting with you after this podcast, yeah, is there a way that they could do that, or social media? Is there some place yeah. for people to find you? Yeah. Won't give my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> but on Instagram, I believe it's at uh, Victory Dawn, and then I'm not on Twitter, but Victoria Norris on Facebook. Okay. My social media. Yep. So you can find her there. Also, if you ever wanted to... Not that I'm trying to get everybody to contact you (laughs) with everything, Um, but you can always go to the church website as well. There's a place to contact us and any emails that come through get forwarded on to the right person. So you could do that as well. So thank you guys all for joining us. Mm. Victoria, thank you. Thank you for being a part of this. I feel like I could talk to you for hours and go in a million different directions. Yes. But 
just know that you are appreciated mm. and that your life impacts the world for Jesus. You bring light everywhere you go. And, um, and it's such a joy wow. to know you. So, um, I think I've said last thing like three times, but would you just pray for everybody yeah. and this will be the truly last thing? Yeah, I love that. Lord, I thank you for being so present in each of our journeys, that you're just a faithful father who is not worried, but is present and caring. And so we just look at you right now, Lord, and we see things from your perspective and just thank you for lifting any heavy burdens, Lord, and replacing them with your light and easy yoke, God. And we just thank you, Father, for joy in the process, in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of maybe hardships or surprises on people's walks, that they would find joy in surrender, joy in letting go, joy in staying present, joy in thankfulness. Just thank you, Lord. And we bless each person that's listening with real encounters, God, and also moments of refreshing. Moments of refreshing in your presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And thank you guys for joining us. We we'll look forward to seeing you back here next time. Yay. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can share it below and subscribe to the channel. You can also find Nicole Van Gelder on social media or through her website in the show credits. Thanks again for choosing Happily Ever After. See you next time.